Jehovah promised Abram he would become a great nation. He'd be blessed and be a blessing. Yet years later, Abraham didn't have a son. From his perspective, things didn't look good. Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. The article of justification, which is our only protection, not only against all the powers and plottings of men, but also against the gates of hell, is this. By faith alone in Christ, without works, we are declared just and saved. Those are the words of Martin Luther, who also said that the doctrine of justification, or sola fide, is the doctrine upon which the church stands or falls. Hear now from God's word as we have it for us in Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 through 6. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not fear, Abram. I am a shield to you. Your reward shall be very great. Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me since I am childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, Since you have given me no offspring, one born in my house is my heir. Then behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This man will not be your heir, but one who will come forth from your own body, he shall be your heir. And he took him outside and said, Now look toward the heavens, and count the stars if you are able to count them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. Then he believed in the Lord, and he reckoned it to him as righteousness. God had made a glorious promise to Abraham that we have recorded for us in Genesis 12. In the first verse of our passage, Jehovah declares that he is the shield and reward for Abram. But Abram looked at his present situation and expressed doubts. Actually, his doubts move from a question in verse 2 to an accusation against the Lord in verse 3. Abram couldn't see how the promise would be fulfilled because he lacked any children. The Almighty and slow-to-anger God rejects Abram's take on things and repeats the covenant promise he had made to his servant years earlier. And then in verse 6, we read a text that is instrumental to our understanding of justification. That verse is quoted directly three times in the New Testament, Romans 4, Galatians 3, and James 2. Paul begins his extensive teaching on justification in Romans 3, verse 21, and through the majority of chapter 4, he writes about Abraham, the father of all who believe. In hope against hope, he believed God. He did not waver in unbelief, but was fully assured that what God had promised, he was able to perform, and all to the glory of God alone. Faith alone is the means or the instrument of our justification. The person and work of Christ alone is the ground of our justification. He has merited it for us. His righteousness is imputed to us, and our sin has been imputed to him. Listen to these words from the late Dr. John Gershner. Eternal life depends on Christ alone, 
nothing but nothing else. Predestination will not bring it. Providence cannot produce it. It does not rest on foreknowledge, divine decrees, or even the atonement itself. Eternal life is Christ dwelling in his righteousness in the soul of the justified person. So eternal life is union with Jesus Christ. And the word for that union with Jesus Christ is faith. The sinner comes to him, rests in him, trusts in him, is one with him, abides in him, and this is life because it never, ever ends. The united soul abides in the vine eternally. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. <laughs>